With the deadly doppelgangers defeated, can our heroes dash their way to victory? Find out this week on The Hapless Heroes. Hell Green, Green Light! Light. Hello and welcome back to the Hapless Heroes podcast. My name is Dave and I will be your host and Dungeon Master for this, the ultimate episode of this arc. Yay. 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 So let's get on with it. As it were, introing my cast from, oh, from my left, we have Phil as Arasatra. We've got to hurry this up. This is... I've had enough of this. To his left, we have Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. These copious automatons are very annoying. To his left, we have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Uh, I'm just going to lay, lay down for a second. Uh. And to his left, we have Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. Where there's a will, there's a plan. Where's Will? As we left, our heroes shattered the uh, most recent soul-forged automata that uh, the uh, spirit or power or, I don't know, whatever you want to characterize it as of Ebenezer had been using to try to uh, make a bargain with you and then to taunt you and, you know, just sort of be a general pompous dickhole. Mm-hmm. We do. You know, we destroyed a couple of those. We destroyed the teleporter that they were arriving in from, from the lower floor. We discovered a potential alternate path from the lower floor in the room with the levers that opens the gates to the, where the students are hiding. Mm-hmm. And it's a, just a genuinely confusing time right now. Cause now we've, we, we need to, we need to figure out our next, our, our plan here. Cause Ebenezer said he wanted what's in the tower. He doesn't care about the tower. He well, wants what's in it. It was this. The school. Why well, it's in the school. school? Excuse me. Right. And I would imagine the school, as we've surmised, is beneath. It's a much vaster complex than what the you know actual island Possibly. is. So it's much further down. He says he doesn't need the tower, but he needs to get down into the school. He needs what's in it. And that was very apparent. Yeah. So. Yeah. If uh, if we're just back in the room here. Um, Felix would be like, okay, new plan. We've probably bought ourselves a little bit of time before they figure out another way up here. So, we need to collect the students. We need to ask them one more time what's in this tower that that the Ebenezer could want so badly, and we need to get them to the airship, because there are, from what it sounds like, far more of these automata, and I don't know, and I'm looking at, like, I look at Jarrell, how much more we can take on ourselves. Jarrell is literally on the ground groaning, and then he takes his uh, hand, puts the Sword of Justice down for a moment, and touches his chest. And a um, bright yellow light 
flows out, and he regains 60 hit points. Oh, you're using all your lay on hands. I have one hit point left, Felix. <laughs> you're... I now have 61 hit points. <laughs> well, and that was... That was Arasatra's, like, next thought was, like, clearly you're bleeding out, but she went for a defensive measure, you know, by by attacking to try and kill these things. She has a uh, healing ability, and she's like, I, I can hold on to this for right now, or I can heal you. Well, it looks like he did the job himself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I did I did two-thirds of the job. That's good enough. Him, myself. <laughs> so... Um, let's okay. say, let's say we reconfigure the levers while we have a few moments of respite here and go talk to the students and try to get them out of here because we can still go up and the airship is parked. Now, I know how I, uh, there, there's one piece of housekeeping I kind of wanted to get out of the way early. So I'm dig out my book for this to just sort of make sure, but, um, we would consider uh, Jarrell to be attuned to the sort of Joseph the Just, I believe. That is correct. Yep. So, if he is attuned, he now he would he would know the updated uh, stats of this weapon instinctively. Oh yeah. Cool beans. That's the other thing. The sort of justice was glowing super bright. Yes. And some cool things were happening there. As a gold yes, there is now a gold filigree inlay going up the length of the blade on both sides. And the Sword of Justice is now what would also be seen in the Dungeon Master's Guide as a Holy Avenger. You gain a plus three bonus to attack and damage rolls made with this magic weapon. When you hit a fiend or an undead with it, that creature takes an extra 2d10 radiant damage. When you hold the drawn sword, it creates an aura and a 10-foot radius around you. You and all creatures friendly to you in the aura have advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. If you have 17 or more levels in the Paladin class, the radius of the aura increases to 30 feet. Not yet, but holy shit. I, I, I felt like the act of smiting a big undead would be a moment worthy of that. But that, that, that had been a pretty long time coming. I'm glad to get that sort of... Yeah. Awesome resolution. Um, I'm just, okay. All right. So, what do we think about the plan, though? Destroy the tower? No, I didn't say destroy the tower. I just said get the students out of here and figure out if they know what Ebenezer's looking for. I'm not sure we have that much time. Well, we have enough time we- to get them, so let's go. And I would like to go, I'd like to start heading towards the teleporter that'll take us to the lever room. Okay, uh, let's see. So teleporter six is destroyed. <coughs> so yes, teleporter, um, oh, what is it? Oh, it takes you to the maintenance room. You have to go back to the previous room. Through the west? Uh, through the, yes, through the west. And you feel a low rumble in the tower. <coughs> hmm. All right. From there, your next step would be to the maintenance room, which would be the south. Yep. We better continue yes, hurrying. Let's go. Yep, All right. Yeah. Moving. If I'm going to tell you which room it is, you got to at least tell me you're going. Yes, we are moving. Yep. 
And we're going to do the same pattern, right? And the, the rumbling the in the tower subsides. Okay, we're going to do the, you know, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right type situation. Okay, um, I mean, you're not there yet. Uh, you would have to go into the maze room. Next. Oh, yes, right. We have to traverse through the maze the same way we went, go through that little portion that we revealed and step on the teleporter that was hidden there. Yes, and the rumbling resumes. Hmm. Interesting. And that teleporter does take you into the uh, into the lever room. Okay. Um, let's let's hit those levers. Suppose it, it, it should be <clears throat> worth mention that maybe the captain hadn't said before, but that hatch right there looks right down into the giant column central room of this entire building. Oh, that's great. That's that's good. Um, well, uh, plan still stands because I don't think we want to go down there. We want to go up to where we can fly out of here. Just making sure. I'm only an intern. <laughs> I thought you were a volunteer. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a hero. I'm a volunteer who has been assigned to watch over interns. Um, yeah, while okay. while they're doing the levers, um, Jarrell, I guess, will try a strength on the bars to see if he can move them. Sure, that sounds fantastic. Uh, make your strength check. While that's going on, the rumbling has subsided again. Uh, I rolled a 22. Okay, you are in fact able to bend the bars with your oh. superhuman strength. <laughs> um, can Jarrell fit himself through it? Jarrell can't quite get through. Like, you can get it a couple feet apart. But your shoulders in your armor can't quite make it in between. Okay, Jarrell, that's really Felix, cool. Should you maybe Why? should you maybe look to see what they're doing down there? We might be able to interrupt them if they're trying to take this tower down. I think that the least attention we can draw to ourselves is the best kind of attention we can draw to ourselves. He knows where we are. <laughs> Listen, we are wasting precious time, Jarrell, with your stupid antics. We need to rescue the students right now. You have the ability to destroy half of them with a couple spells, correct? I don't know what good that's going to do for us when they're just going to keep coming. So Jarrell's thinking that the, the number of them inside of the base of the tower is constant at this point. You know what? Hoping. Fuck it. I'm going to just just to prove a point to Jarrell. I'm, I'm going to slip through the bars. I'm going to open the hatch and look down. I left it open. Okay, I'm going to look oh. down the hatch. Okay. Uh, what you see is a very, very, very large number of soul forged actively ripping away at the stone of the uh, supports that go up crosswise from the floor. All right, through fuck the middle I'm going to buy us more time then. I'm going to cast Sickening Radiance. Sick. In the center of the room downstairs, and it creates a 30-foot radius sphere, so 60-foot diameter. Okay. That's what I wanted you to do. <laughs> it's so sick. It's this dim greenish light that is. Dim greenish light. Dim greenish light. <laughs> that dim greenish light is wreaking havoc in the middle of the room. The dim greenish mist from the sickening radiance 
interacting sickeningly with the uh, green uh, soul miasma of the soul. Green form. soul miasma. <laughs> Out of curiosity, Dave. Yes. This miasma that is this this soul miasma that's coming up. Would that be something that I could potentially capture in my soul cage? Hmm. That sounds interesting. If you get close enough to one, I would say you would probably need to be within 10 feet, but uh, I would say it is possible. Sure. Okay, well, I'm not about to get within 10 feet of these things. I'm just trying. There is a rope ladder. No. <laughs> oh, but it's ballsy and it could give us so much no, information. But, yes. but no. Like the prospect of knowledge is really. Really, like I'm fighting with this now. Now, there, there was a rumbling going on. Does it stop when he uses the sickening radiance? The rumbling had subsided and has not resumed yet. Yeah, no. They are tearing away at it, but the tower isn't currently rumbling. Listen, that, okay. that is going to last for... Let's see. It's concentration for 10 minutes, so you know what? I literally have to be here focusing on this to keep buying us time. I hate to say this, but I think we need to split the party. Oh, are you going to stay there and watch it for 10 minutes? Yes. You have 10 minutes. Felix, that doesn't sound like a great idea. You have 10 minutes to get these students out of this tower while I buy us as much time as I possibly can. Go right now. Uh, Jarrell immediately. Just go. You go. Yeah, we're going. Um, I guess Arasatra is gonna cast a quick cure wounds on Jarrell, just to give him some extra hit points. Um, and she's going to say, "I I don't think it's right that we leave him alone." Go. You are wasting time arguing. Just go. Okay. Well, we can at least do the cure wounds real quick. Look it up. (laughs) Alright, 1d8 plus spellcasting. Oh, that's not much. Six. Hit points. Are you going yet? Yeah, we've been going. Okay, go. We, we, All right. So now I'm registering the party is going, since it sounds like enough people were finally on board with moving and not just letting me keep rolling my die. We've been going. Yeah. We, All right. So the levers have been. Seconds. It is assumed you have put the levers in the right position because yes. we've we've beaten into the ground that it was the town code, and uh, then you can start heading back. Uh, it's one, two, three rooms. So. Uh, the uh, building has not resumed rumbling yet. Good. Good. Okay. By the time you make it to the long hallway. Oh, we made it all the way to the long hallway. Good. Yes, uh, so we continue on. And yes, the three of you continue along the hall. Uh, Jarrell bursts forth into the room with the students in it. Looking like probably hot hell right now. <laughs> <clears throat> Hot hell. Yep. Hot hell. 
Yes, so you burst through there, looking every bit the battle-worn, heroic hero that you guys have been selling yourselves to be for so long. Um, You're, without trying, or maybe with trying, you're finally, like, living up to billing in the flesh right now. And it makes an impression on the people around you, as the students in that front hallway are just agape at the sight they see. Um, I want to hold on. Let me double check because I believe that I have an aura that makes people not afraid near me. <laughs> yes, you have an aura there, and then you get extra aura when the sword comes out of its scabbard, which it has been the whole time for sure. Okay, I'm so, so proud of there's that. all kinds of there like this aura of like literal palpable heroism follows you where you go now. Uh, I have an aura of courage. It's a 10-foot aura. Everyone around me cannot be frightened if they're within 10 feet of me. Um, So I will march into the room, uh, into the center of the students, and say, um, you must all come with us right now. We are escaping. Um, And uh, before we leave, you must tell us, there is an evil presence here searching for something. What is the purpose of this place? What are you hiding here? Um, attach a persuasion role to that, because I feel like that was really persuasive speech, but I want to see how it, uh, how it plays uh, out. 18. Yes, I think an 18 sounds really good. And um, berries. Where did I write down the name of the guy who was here? Those sound delicious. Would you like to sample my fuckberries? <laughs> they're, they're sweet and juicy. Oh my god. A hint of tautness. Very ripe. Best part about fuckberries, they're never out of season. I thought you were going to say the juices. <laughs> well, of course, of course, but fuckberry juice. Never out of season. <laughs> Dave, so you were since saying? I can't remember, we're gonna have we're just gonna invite an entirely new NPC teacher. Um, oh, there's a teacher. Here. The name I, thought bucket? Was, I thought it was just. <laughs> we haven't pulled out of the name bucket in a while. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. name bucket. I mean, listen, that, oh that, holy shit, we have a name bucket. That channel is rife with names. Yes, it is. Been doing all this work coming up with uh, characters when we have them already created for us. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, there's a highly dashing-looking uh, professor in what seems almost odd for the current surroundings in time, in immaculately clean robes. He stands almost a hand taller than anybody around him. He's, he's got this like almost Conan O'Brien pompadour thing going on, where it's just impeccably quaffed. And, you know, it's the absolute chiseled jaw and perfect teeth. And he just stands out in front of everyone. Ah, yes, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, the associate dean, just invisible. <laughs> uh, so was I. Yes, uh, ha, ha, ha. Puns 201 is held in spring semester, unfortunately. It's your name. 
Anyway, we have a bit of a conundrum, but I'm glad uh, I'm glad we got to break the ice there just a little bit. Um, this isn't really a secret we can just let out, but um, it seems we've got just a little bit of a loophole. Um, Captain Quinn Southwind it was, right? At your service. I'm going to need you to come with me. I can't tell them, but we can tell you. Who's we? Who's them? Satra is eyeballing this guy. Everybody's talking the south wind. Sorry, what? Yeah, he... Yeah. Like, so just Quinn? He can, tell, He's yes, just he Quinn. can tell a Southwind what's going on here because Southwind. Uh, Jarrell will turn to you and say, do you feel safe going with him alone? I do. Well, then we will tend to the students and uh, Jarrell will start ushering the students towards the teleporter. Arasatra will follow, and she's going to try to flank whatever other side of the room Jarrell is not. If we weren't recording, I'd do this in different channels, but one, it's eventually going to get out to everyone, and two, yeah, y'all know fine. better than the metagame, because I'll just friggin', you know, ice characters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the DM retaliates. <clears throat> The DM doesn't have to because we carefully curated our table. But. All right. So, um, yeah, let's uh, let's resolve that. And um, assistant, uh, we call him assistant Dean, I think. Right. Yes. Uh, when, anyway, that's who he is now. Assistant Dean, just invisible. Escorts you down a long hallway. How long? Um, let's see, about 150 feet, uh, the main hallway down the, uh, corridor of, uh, classrooms, which just appear to be normal classrooms, you know, down each side. So, Zoom calls? No, like actual rooms where they put students, because we don't have a very... What do those look like? I know. <laughs> well, this is Dungeons and Dragons. We can prevent... We can long, long ago... <laughs> Long ago, back in the day, like you, you know, you're you're sticking swords through Soulforged Automata here. We can suspend a little bit of disbelief and pretend that we're actually in classrooms again. <laughs> well, this is a school here. Like, look, uh, they, some of these ideas had been bouncing around for a little bit, right? <laughs> um, and through a large set of double doors, ten feet wide on each side, into an elegant marble foyer with stairs go. both going up and down alternately on uh, the opposite end of this uh, 30-foot foyer here. And he leads you down the stairs in the middle and through another long hallway, a few rights, a few lefts, down another set of stairs. To wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. How many rights and how many lefts? Okay. 
You're going to do this right now? Three rights. Four lefts. Wait, I need a pen. And then one right. So he, he went in a half circle, a cor- three quarter circle, and then a full circle. <laughs> Look, secrets are being protected here, okay? So right. That's left. Right, right, right. Left. Four lefts. <laughs> So I, I ended up back where I was. Magic. <laughs> I just did a figure eight with my pet. <laughs> Some things happen here, okay? Like, <laughs> you know what, though? It sounds great. For something that I literally randomly rolled with three D6s, the fact that that's where we got sounds absolutely beautiful to me. It was. It's, I did it on my my takeout. I, I drew the figure eight. <laughs> well, all right. So so I end up back where I started. Great. Yeah. Well, you end up somewhere with just invisible, and you enter a large room, eighty feet wide, and it continues off into the darkness ahead of you, and it, this seems to be some sort of large underground cavern of water. Okay. And just by the edge, there's a, uh, like a, a small, I don't know, maybe podium birdbath looking thing out there. That's also filled with water. Okay. Like fountain sized or like mini fountain sized? He said like birdbath sized. Yeah, so like like a mini fountain kind of thing. Yeah, like a sort of a mini fountain that's just full full of some sort of clear, calm, flat water. Your so, water is so calm. So here we have it: the secret of uh, House Southwind and the Nation of the Sea Lords. I guess it, uh, everyone finds out eventually, um, well, the people we allow, but you didn't really think we got mastery of the sea just by practice, did you? Listen, we, uh, I, I could get cryptic all I want, and honestly, it used to be really fun, but we're short on time. Listen, get, get, get some sort of vessel, drink the water there, and we're, like this is our secret to the mastery of the seas. Like I could wax poetic, but we're all gonna die. So let's just get this over with. In my bard bag, would I have some sort of? Probably have a can. You would at least have one wine skin like on goblet somewhere. I mean, yeah. I'm sure yeah, you right. do. Don't you have some some jeweled goblet or something that you made I, a yeah. while Didn't ago? Didn't I from like yeah. a long time? The Lord ago? Captain Flask. Oh, oh yes, the flask. flask. I have the flask. Good. This is absolutely yes. We brought back the flask. We're bringing things full circle, and this is super poetic because this is the sort of stuff you want to put in the flask. This is this is the water that when you drink this will alter you in some sort of way to give you the mastery over the seas that has granted House Southwind and whoever else mastery of the seas. 
I am so excited to drink this calm water. Well, he takes the flask out of his bag. Is there any sort of like light or anything in this cavern? Um, you're not sure how it is lit, but you can see in a faint pale green light. Pale, pale green, green light. In light. light. Uh, <laughs> I hate it, but it's the only so, color that sounded right. So, um, the jewels are kind of glinting a little bit, I would assume, then. Of course they are. Just just a little bit. So, yes. he takes the flask, he opens the flask, and he just kind of dips it into, would you say, a, like a bird? So, is there water around the bird bath? Is that what I'm yeah, it's, it's full. It's filled with it. It's like a large dish, like a, you know. So, I can just walk up to the bird bath. Yeah. yeah, you can walk right up to it. So I take the flask and is it like, is there like a trickle? Like it is like a fountain kind of thing? No, it's just, it's just flat water in the, in okay. the dish there. So you just have to dunk it in there and so, fill yep, it up. Yep. He just, he, so he, uh, so Quinn takes the flask, he dips it into the water with the, um, the mouthpiece up. Uh, I assume it's deep enough oh. for it to do that. And then it so just it fills the, the flask. He pulls it up, and as the water is kind of trickling down the side of the flask, the jewels glint even brighter. You're damn right they do. <laughs> and then he uh, he kind of he puts the flask up to uh, Professor Justin Visible, and he says, "Bottoms up, cheers!" And he swigs the flask. Fantastic. I need you to make a constitution save right now. Fuck. What, you just think you're going to get this for free? Uh, 19. A 19 does pass. And while you are dropped to your knees briefly, you aren't incapacitated by what is actually quite a bit of pain on your insides. Like that, that shit is just ripping you up right now. But you do persevere through it. That's what a south wind does. I mean, that's what a south wind does! <sighs> okay, have you done it? Good. Knock that thing over. The, the, the fountain? Yes. As quickly as you can, push the damn thing over. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Quinn kind of, I guess, gets up. Uh, Hurry up and do it before I change my mind. He, I guess, he just pushes it over. How, what is um, it made of? Yeah, it's, it's it's stone standing upon stone. So it's just it's it's so it's loose on top of another stone. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I just shove it over. And you do like I'm not even gonna ask for the check on this. It's too big of a moment. And the stone shatters. The water soaks into the ground. Assistant Dean just invisible drops to his knees, openly sobbing. (laughs) I I could. Oh, please don't thank cry. You. I don't like criers. Thank you. <laughs> I curse you. But thank you. I could never have done it. Oh my please god, it's the up. unthinkable. 
Okay. Okay. Oh, I, I, all right. I can't just, do you remember how you got here? Figure eight. Good. Go run. Quinn kind of stands there for a second. <laughs> oh! I don't like criers, and he just leaves. <laughs> oh, so mean. That was probably the most important moment of your entire life. <laughs> I didn't even ask him what the water was. No, you didn't. <laughs> I just. You're just gonna let your destiny just essentially fall into your I lap. I feel very. I feel very nourished. I feel very, uh, I feel less, less dehydrated. You have a flask full of the most magical water in the world, probably. Yes. That's all that's left of it. Yes, and the only remaining supply in the world. We'll see what it does. Yes, you shall. See if I notice what it does. (laughs) All right, so are you running to rejoin the party? Uh, I am uh, slightly galloping, sure. There's a time limit here. (laughs) A slight gallop to rejoin the party. Quinn doesn't run. Break a sweat. What's a gallop? (laughs) Like a a trot. Like Like skipping? (laughs) No, no, not like a skip. Like it just kind of like a, you know. Light jog? Uh, I, yeah, okay. okay. I can go with that. I've been rolling this whole time, by the He's way. He's going to be the fucking I know he has. All right, so in the whole time that Quinn was doing this whole thing, Jarrell was instructing individual students to go with Arasatra. Uh, so however many we could fit with Arasatra on each podium, uh, she would take them back to the top so that they could board via the gangplank onto the airship. So however many students there were, she's taking however many she can at a time. I don't know how how long that works into the, um, you know, moment by moment play here, but. Okay. And Jarrell is staying with the students, ushering them and helping them one at a time. All right, so um, how um, you're just kind of sending them one at a time on their own, sort of. No, no, no. So there would be a group that goes with Arasatra, and Jarrell Uh, would stay behind with them, and she would lead them as quickly as she could, teleporter to teleporter, back to the top to board the gangplank. And hopefully it's still there. (laughs) Yes. Yes, everything is still where it was. Once you get outside, you do notice that the tower is rumbling again, by the way. What do I notice? Um, that it had stopped for quite a while before it had, has just recently kicked back on. Because I'm like concentrating, looking down this. Uh, I'm still like down below. right? Yes, you are actually causing some havoc down there. And um, the broken automata are starting to pile up in the center of the room. They're still getting it done, but it's not it's not going easy and they're having to replenish their numbers. I'm doing Where do they keep coming from? To buy more time. They're just pouring in from outside. There's that column that the interns were like staring at. 
Yeah, so. the interns were able to intervene on behalf of uh, the outpost out here, but there are a lot because I of still because I, because, I, because I still have another spell slot uh, somewhere in the midst of buying time as things are still piling in and the sickening radiance isn't killing them fast enough. I will also, in the center of the room, fire that synaptic static right and create a psychic explosion to try to like, you know, burn my other my last spell slot and like fucking just decimate as many as I possibly can. I'm trying to buy my team as much time as until someone comes down and tells me it's time to go. I'm I'm going hard. All right. right. And yes, you continue to go hard and you're actually racking up a pretty impressive count from up here. Yep. And then just it's just going to be Eldritch Blast from here on out. I might even use my Rod of the Pact Keeper to regain one spell slot as a uh, as a uh, if everything is fucked kind of like a thing, you know. Okay, so yeah, it's a it's a friggin' party here, and you are just racking up kills like never before against some pretty serious business dudes who just don't seem to have any answer to what you're doing in as crowded of a room as it is. All right, so uh, we are back to uh, Arasatra. You are uh, sort of ushering groups of ten up. Yeah, as, as best I can. Um, if I guess there was a middle point. Like, we need to make sure they're going on the right paths to get up. Like, how, so, how many yeah. can you fit on per pad? That's a good question. Um, I'd say 10 at a time. Okay, so you're taking... <clears throat> if you can only fit 10 people on it, you'd be taking 9 or you'd be taking 11, either way, including you. Um, and then you're taking that group and leading them through the correct channels to the top. Because there should be only what? There's one that leads them back to the room with the... There's only one other functioning teleporter in that room, right? Mm -hmm. And then from yeah, there, so how many how many rooms back to the... Um, yeah, you're essentially top. school, long hallway to uh, the teleporter, which takes you to room two, teleport to the next room, and then stairs up. So it's pretty quick. You can move pretty quickly yeah. back and forth. Yeah, you could. You can get back and forth realistically in about a minute each way. The idea... The idea that we only have a carrying capacity of, of how many on the airship? Um, that's a great question. I don't think we've ever thoroughly explored We have enough that. to at least get We never fully that. established it. I mean, listen. Yeah. We knew we this couldn't take trial. that town. This is our trial yeah. right now. We knew we couldn't take yeah. that whole town, but we're just taking as many, well, the, pretty much all the students that are underground, which you said were how many again? Um, that was never asked, but we did, we did ask that at one point. They, we asked how many there were and they told students? us. Well, shit. I totally don't remember. Um, I think it was something like 200. So no, that sounds right-ish. 200. Oh shit. I think, I think that was about that. Well, let's say, you know what? 
what's your solution? How do you get 200, uh, how do you get 200 students aboard an airship? Well, we're it's 20 trips, we're, right? It is 20 trips, but we've already, hopefully by the time that Quinn is back, we've already made about maybe you I'd say you made, um, we'll take D 10 trips. That's better. You've made nine trips by the time Quinn gets back. Good. So we're halfway. Nice. Yeah, you're just you're almost halfway there by the time he gets back. Uh, when Quinn arrives, I uh, quickly turn to him and say, "You must go get Felix now. We're almost halfway done." Um, Quinn lightly trots <laughs> in the direction of. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> the tower has stopped rumbling. I, I can't believe, tower I can't believe he's lightly trotting at a time like this. Like this is like this is. I un- don't run. Unbelievable. <laughs> Not a runner. <laughs> hurry up! Hurry up, students! Follow me. Straight through to the gangplank. Yeah, we we go. So, so now yeah, Quinn is going the opposite. Yeah, and Quinn is going the opposite direction to go get Felix. Slowly. Okay. All right, so Quinn is doing his little trot. The tower has started rumbling again, by the way. All right, and uh, Quinn gets to Felix. Yeah, you walk in on Felix, who's literally just like, I mean, you can hear me just like every, you know, six seconds or so, right? Just like a... Ah! And I just fire like three, you know, blasts of energy from my fingers. And I'm like, I'm like visibly sweating. Like, you know, whatever, you know, this polymorphed hair on my head is just like literally just like draped down over my face, like over my goggles. Um, you know, uh, I'm just like, I'm dripping wet. I'm like exhausted as I'm just continuing to fire volley after volley after volley after volley down below to keep buying you guys time. Right. You look like you could use a drink of some calm water. Please tell me it's time to go. <laughs> Let's go. Back to the group. All right. Okay, I am going to shut the hatch. The tower stops rumbling the moment you shut the hatch. Interesting. Um, I have nothing really that I can... Uh, seal this with so who cares let's just go I'm going all right the, so you guys go and in the time it takes the time them yeah I was gonna say how many how many students have we gotten in that time frame um you've gotten 30 more so you're at about 120 loaded so far the airship is starting to sag a little bit mm-hmm. I mean I'm gonna assist with the evacuation so I'm gonna start taking my own groups uh, I, I say to Felix, Felix, when you get aboard the ship, tell Zero to prepare for an emergency crash landing on the south wind as quick as we can. Hoping that we can wait, at least wait, wait, scoot wait, to wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. We're going to crash the airship into the ship? The south, uh, the airship's probably going to just drop like a stone at a certain point, a n- number of people. How, how about we shoot for shore? And then, Which and shore? Then hope this, and, and hope this thing floats. I don't know. It's just head south. That's where the that's that's where the island. That's where the peninsula is. 
the, the island. Whatever. That's We just need to head that direction. We are not going to risk it by trying to damage the integrity of our airship by crashing it into another ship. That seems foolish, Jarrell. Jarrell was thinking you could land it on the, on the deck. No. We have an art. We have you would, you uh, would destroy the more ship. of these things. You would destroy the ship by doing that. Absolutely not. Do you think it'll float? Do you think it'll float in the water? There's only one way to find out. We need to go. <laughs> Our other option is to stay here and die. Off to the ship. Yep. So I'm taking my own groups of students. We have seven. Right, so we have you're seven taking groups. Your own groups. Yep. Arasatras moved to the final teleportation room with just the stairs and is hoping like that's the last of them kind of coming out. I'm going to see. Oh, I see. Um, so, and I have, and I have an idea as I get to the ship, I'm going to, I'm going to ask um, one of the crew members here, how many Scaba apparatuses we have. We have 50 of them. Let's get 50 on the most willing students and stick them in the storage units, the the the, the, the holds of holding. Genius. Fantastic. So you're marching students to the uh, hold of holding while well, hopefully there's, there's Quinn... Many, there's, there's, there's many holds in there. I hope that the, the, the mimic mutiny has subsided because we, we, we need <laughs> to be comfortable them in, in there. That <laughs> situation. Oh, no, no, no. I, I heard that wasn't a problem anymore. <laughs> So, um, yeah, because I feel like that's going to be a way to at least hopefully lighten some of the load that we're placing on the yep. ship and create some space. So as many SCABA apparatus we have, uh, we need to get those on these, these will, any willing students that are, you know, 50 willing students and shove them in the fucking hold. That sounds like a good plan. Uh, Jarrell will wait for the last 10 students and get on the teleporter with the last 10 if we're, when we're finally there. I'm assuming they kept going the whole way that Felix, Mike, and even uh, Felix Quinn Whoa. and even Hedrick came back for one more group at least. Yes, so uh, the last groups make it onto the airship and while it's sagging a little bit, it's not doing too terribly badly. Oh, good. Okay. Good thinking, Felix. As uh, Jarrell again is the last to board the airship. I don't even. Ha- I feel like I don't even have time. I'm still in like sense of urgency, adrenaline mode, so I don't even have time to give you a cheeky wink. <laughs> uh, hopefully now we, we could signal to the deck that um, everyone could board. right, and we could draw the bridge back, or the gangplank back in, and yep, and we need to move away from make, the tower. Make make way. Yes. So, um, so is anybody kind of looking around, uh, what's going on down there? Uh, yes. I would I'm say so that assuming, as, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm assuming someone's also given us a report about the fact that we have interns deployed in the field. Yes. So, um, right, uh, just a little ways below out towards the east side of the tower, Several of these soulforged automata blast their way out through uh, the skin of the building and start climbing up the outsides of it. Okay, I'm gonna send Gazer Slim because I remember resummoning her uh, yes. down. Like I'm gonna be you know perceiving through her senses. Um, oh wait, I can only do that. 
make sure I know the range on the actual perceiving. I'm pretty sure that's actually only a hundred feet. Double checking. Um, while I'm on the same plane, fantastic. I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> um, Perceive through Slim senses, send Slim all the way down and try to locate Hedrick. Arasatra? Hedrick. No. He- oh, Arasatra. down down there. Oh, down on the ground. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Yes. And uh, Hedrick and company are literally pretty much straight down. Okay. Are they, like, in, embroiled in battle, or are they, like, kind of, like cover inside the the murder or mayhem um, machine. They're currently recovering in the may are around the mayhem machine with uh, some of the uh, holdouts who have uh, just survived their most recent wave. Uh, they're doing okay. There's about eight of them down here. Okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna say. But uh, they they've held out. They've defeated uh, several waves of these guys, and there don't appear to be any more coming for now. So you're gonna see Slim pop down and like her little eyes you know like little eye stalks popping out the top and the big eye like looking in different directions right like kind of surveying things and slim's voice or i'm sorry felix's voice comes through slim's like horrible gaping maw of you know tiny maw of uh gazerness and says to you hedrick hedrick fit as many people as you can in that oh my god this thing's pretty cool uh fit as many people as you can in the vehicle we're gonna we gotta winch you up there we gotta get you up Is there, like, something written in there that tells you how to get up? I don't know. We don't have time. Just get the people in there. We gotta go. Stop it! And then smash it! And then Slim flies up. (laughs) All right. So we're gonna snap ourselves back to the deck of the airship, where both Zero and Angry Jed Dim are trying to uh, herd the last of them on there. Okay. Okay, uh, so everybody is up on the deck of the airship then? Yes. Uh, Jarrell would still be watching uh, these automata climb up the side of the tower from the uh, the gangplank uh, area, wherever that drop spot was. All right, so what you do see is uh, one of the automata leaps almost a heroic distance with all four limbs like some sort of demented frog person. Is it coming towards me? Towards just the deck of the airship where it lands skitters across the deck slightly and slowly raises to its height. Oh, I told you. You're not going to be rid of me. I am going to destroy this tower, and I will have that secret, Captain Southwind, if you please. From next to zero, from behind several of you. Ooh, you stepped on the wrong ship here. Jim's gonna take you down here. And Jed Dim gets a running start, barreling across the deck towards this automata, standing somewhat near the edge grapples it about the waist and dives off the side of the ship the automata and jed dim straight <laughs> below. oh my goodness no. 
Does he get him into the tombstone position <laughs> or whatever? The... <laughs> it's tough to tell as we cut our camera down to the other group as what appears to be a blur of light green smoke. Light green, light green smoke. Light green smoke and angry airship captain blast into the flagstones below with a explosive pop. Oh my god, they killed Jack. Did y'all watch this? <laughs> Those bastards. Does anybody from the uh, from the interns crew down below do anything about this? Uh, Certainly. Toppy's going to try to grab uh, Jed's body, like lifeless body, and Good. throw it inside the yeah. vehicle. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that was accounted for. Toppy grabs Jed's lifeless body and drags it aboard the ship. Yeah, Coming Bosch back up to the airship. A reluctant and slightly sad Zero grabs the helm and dives the ship down towards uh, towards the party. Well, I'm sorry, towards the interns in the truck. Hopeful to get his truck back with some interesting telemetry data. Oh boy. <laughs> and with a result of a two, only uh, lightly clips one of the uh, one of uh, the uh, onlookers resistance force down here. <laughs> His arm is slightly, ever so slightly broken by the ship in passing. But as it was a very heroic maneuver, nobody seems to mind all that much. As the truck is winched aboard and the uh, survivors down here are also loaded onto the airship. Well, and no one could have done it better. I mean, the world's greatest airship pilot, you know, come on. Speaks for itself. Helmsman. Airship pilot. Only... Only now, after Jode left, there will never be another like him. And if you like us, you can find us on the internet. We can be found in such places at, let's see, we're on the gram and Twitter at Hapless Heroes. We're on Reddit slash r slash Hapless Heroes Podcast. We are on Facebook. Search for Hapless Heroes Podcast. All of those places will take you to the crown jewel of our internet presence, our Discord server, where you can meet, greet, talk, chat, and, uh, you know, do just about anything, uh, you know, D&D related with us, or even not D&D related, we're there to uh, hang out and, uh, you know, grow it up in this fraternity that is D&D, although it is non-gender specific, and uh, whomever, you know, whomever you are, you are welcome among us. Now, if you really like us, though, you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. As you are this deep in the show, I'm certain that you have decided upon a podcast service that you have chosen and probably know how to leave us a five-star review. If we, if you have posted it, we will see it, unless we don't see it, in which case, you know, just kind of shoot us a little message, you know, on the slide telling us where to find it. And uh, we want this because we want to read it on the podcast so that we can recognize you. Yes, you, dear listener, as the five-star listener that you Five star. If you really, really like us, though, you can uh, you can visit our uh, Patreon, hapless or uh, eh, patreon.com slash hapless heroes. Well, I had my push to talk down. I couldn't bring my uh, browser window up. We have a uh, variety of levels of support from, you know, even just a dollar a month just to get a shiny little roll on our Discord server and join our channel to uh, maybe a little further up, uh, get uh, some of our uh, unedited audio, some of our unreleased episodes, even a little bit higher. You could uh, contribute to uh, one of our plot lines going forward. We've done that before. And damn it, we'll do it again. 
And if you like us, right now you love us, Sally Fields and the whole deal, um, make a droid army and defeat the Galactic Republic instead of losing to them. And when it is time and Palpatine orders you uh, to kill the Jedi, instead you will tell them to listen to the Hapless Heroes podcast. Wise and sage words for the end of this most glorious arc of the Hapless Heroes podcast. That's right. There's no greater way to do this uh, than, uh, you know, before passing it back over to Francesco uh, for our next episode, than to uh, just kind of back it out around the table, starting at my right with the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom, played by Francesco. We had some plans. To his right, Lord Jarrell the Light, played by John. Was that the pilot that Zero was training? To his right, we have Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind, the newest master of the seas, played by Mike. I think this is the calmest water I've ever imbibed. And to his right, we have Arasatra, played by Phil. Oh, maybe I should have stayed on the airship. My name is Dave. I've been your host and Dungeon Master for this week, for these weeks, and for this arc. And it has been an absolute pleasure to Dungeon Master for you, but it will also be a pleasure to get out on the other side of the screen and pick it up with Zero next week on the Hapless Heroes. Goodbye now. Bye. 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 So long.